Hello there. I'm excited to come your way again with yet another educative episode of the Code 57 Entrepreneurs Podcast Series. This is your favorite host, PK Kui, and I have been joined in by one of Africa's young financial literacy advocates who is impacting lives with his books, speaking engagement, and consultancy services. I guess is on a mission to empower and educate his generation through personal finance, business development, and investment. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome the financial crusader, Peter Kujo Asarinyaku, a.k.a. the VIM Ambassador. You are welcome, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, I'm really yeah. excited to be being on this show. Yes, yes, same here as well. I'm particularly excited about this episode because of the topic on board. That is with the issue of funding. You know, the funding issue has become a hard nut to crack by most entrepreneurs, especially in our part of the world. But I believe after this recording, our audience can get the code to unlock the mystery of funding in our ecosystem. Now, first of all, as a Ketin Reza, you have Peter, you have been advocating for financial literacy among young people, especially with entrepreneurs. From where you stand, what do you think is a problem with accessing funds to start, run, and scale up our businesses as young entrepreneurs? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, so, first of all, I would say it has. Entrepreneurs, uh, most of us don't do our homework well. Uh, when I talk about homework, I'm talking about how we put our ideas together, how we bring the pieces together. So before you can develop a business model and be able to access funds, there are procedures you need to go through. There are things you need to uh, come out with in your, in, your, in your business plan to be able to access funds. So when we talk about developing a business model, you can talk about the idea uh, that will inform you the kind of product or service you are giving out and which people are your products uh, targeted to. And then you can also talk about the distribution aspect where you talk about marketing service. Then you talk about administration where you talk about accounting, management, human resources. Then you can also talk about technology. Then after addressing all these elements, then you talk about capital. So capital is the last element when it comes to developing a business model. But most of us focus only on the capital and it, it, it is why most people are not able to access funds. And the second element I'll talk about is that has to do with the fact that uh, we don't have most of uh, this venture capital capitals in our, in, our, in our part of the world. Uh, we don't see most people giving out 
funding to young entrepreneurs. What what we know is the banks and the financial institutions, and we all know their loans come with high risks, uh, high interest rates. So most young people are not able to afford that, and even you need a lot of collateral able to secure those funds. And young entrepreneurs are now coming up, so they don't have that backing. So first of all, it has a lot to do about our homework and two, uh, inability of, of, of available funding opportunities in, in, in our part of the world. In, indeed, indeed. So you mentioned a few things and you know, there's this school of thought that is of the notion that you don't need capital to start a business. All you need is a viable business idea and you are going to go. What's your take on this notion? Uh, It can be true, it can be false. So what I understand about this statement is that people will say you don't need money or you don't need capital to start your business because once you are able to put your idea together, can get someone who has the money to buy into your idea so here you don't have the money but you have a viable idea a sellable idea an idea that can uh, generate enough revenue so once you present this idea to someone who has the money the person will be willing to invest into your idea so this is what i understand by the statement that you don't need money to start a business. Yes, you don't need money. You just have to come out with a viable idea and people will be willing to buy into that. But it was, if the money, whether the money is not coming from you or it is coming from you, this is my part of the argument. If someone is giving you the money, that means you need money for, 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 for your business. So yes, you must have an idea and all that, but uh, another argument is that definitely you need money. Even if someone is giving you the money, so you need money to be able to push that idea forward. Mm, I see. Um, you, You mentioned in your first submission, you mentioned the various processes that businesses are divided into. That is the, the, the business model. We have the distribution, administration, technology, capital. And do you think that, you know, a, a lot of businesses are one-man standing businesses, one-man show. So it's just one person handling everything. Is it, do you, do you think that one of the problems for lack of funding could be these, a lack of team for businesses? Because just one person doing almost everything and um, it seems investors do not really have the trust in and and and, and trusting their funds to just one person to manage everything about businesses. What's your take on it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, in in running a business and in being able to secure funds for your business, one thing investors look out for is the team you are working with. 
a team you are working with. So and it's vital for you to put together the right team because you can't do it all. Even if you don't have people who are working for you full time, now there are a lot of leverage that you can you can tap into. So as young entrepreneurs, you don't advise that uh, you go in for a lot of people to, to to start your business. This is why partnerships, collaborations are, are vital. So you collaborate with other businesses that can provide you support. So when when you are talking about accounting, you don't need to get an accountant. We have organizations that provide accounting. Uh, Reports for, for, for businesses. We have organizations that does sales and marketing for businesses. So leverage upon these businesses. So in putting together your business plan proposal, you can then identify each of these organizations in your model. So when it comes to accounting, I'm working with this aspect to handle my accounting aspects. When it comes to uh, technology. I'm working with this technological firm to handle my technology aspects. So you can't do it alone. And as young entrepreneur, you you don't have the money to employ everyone. You just have to leverage other people's skills and talent to be able to run your business. Yeah, exactly. So with 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 the issue of the source of funding, it seems to me that we have a lot of people with the money but as for us entrepreneurs we are ignorant of where to actually find them uh, apart from the, the the normal ones that we know the banks and financial institutions but they're actually individual invest investment and other international communities that really look for entrepreneurs with viable ideas to invest in so run us through the, the sources of find, the, the source of funding, the types, the pros and cons, so that we, our audience will, will get a fair idea of, 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 of the sources of funding. Okay, thank you very much. Entrepreneurship is, is, is exciting if, if you're able to get funds to push your idea and you have this crazy idea and you believe it, it will bring a lot of returns, it will solve a lot of problems in the society and you need money to run it. If you don't get the money, it, it leaves you a bit frustrated. So it is vital for every young entrepreneur to know the sources of funding, where they can get money to run their ideas. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share with you five sources of funding five areas that young entrepreneurs can, can look out for when they want to get access funds for their business. So one has to do with, as a young entrepreneur, to be able to do personal savings to start your business. So mostly when, when, when I go out to talk about sources of funding and I mention uh, personal savings, a lot of people, uh, their facial expression change. But this is, this is the hard truth. You should be able to save up enough money to start your idea. 
even when investors are giving you money they ask you how much personally you are investing into your business and so it is very important to save up money to to, to start your business so personal savings the money that a person rather than a business organization keeps in an account in a bank or similar financial organization to start their business the advantages of this personal savings is that it is easiest and fastest way of financing your business it is easiest and fastest way of financing your business you also have complete control so you decide what to do with your money you have complete control over your money there's no interest rate or, or, or you don't pay the interest on that amount because you saved it you disadvantage from disadvantage of personal savings is that your money must not be enough so let's say you need 5000 and as a young entrepreneur you're not any that huge amount so uh, you have been able to save 2000 if you want to reach 5000 it takes you a longer duration to be able to save that amount so it 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 sometimes frustrating when your money is not enough a uh, lack of funds to support yourself so sometimes to one is that advantage of personal savings is that uh, you lack funds to support yourself because all the money that you are saving you are investing into your business and that become very stressful the second aspect that you can get money to run your business or where you can get access to finance is what we call the love money love money or from family and friends so these are monies usually in the form of a loan or gift that a business owner gets from either family members or friends in order to help finance their startup or growing business so you get this business from family and friends it can be a loan your uncle can give you a loan your mom your dad and one thing i advise young people to do is once you get an idea and you register your business to to embark on this idea you should be able to launch your business so when you are launching your business this is where you invite your friends and family to be able to raise some funds there are lots of uh activities that goes on marriage birthday parties and all that friends come and then they donate something to support you so why not launch your idea something that you believe in something that can change your life and change the life of the people around you why not launch that idea raise some money and start embarking on that idea so it is very very important for young people to consider this element where they have to launch their ideas to get money to to implement that ideas so some advantage of love money or money that we get from family and friends is that it comes with flexible options no collateral 
offer without security or less security. So when you are going for a loan from your uncle or your dad or your friend, they will not ask you for any collateral security. They will not ask you for uh, something to back it up. And that is an advantage. Lower interest rates or interest free. So mostly it comes with lower interest rates or interest free. They don't charge any interest on it. Longer repayment period. So sometimes your uncle can give you money. Oh, if you're able to build a business to a certain level, then you pay me back. Your friend can offer you money. If you're able to build your business to a certain level, then you pay me back my money. So it comes with longer repayment period. But here is the disadvantage. Lack of clarity. So mostly someone will give you money and because there are no people where to back it up. The person can come at any point in time that I need my money. So there are no clear intention or purpose behind the money that the person is giving you. So that is also a disadvantage of, of what we call the love money. And then so awkwardness. So uh, as a young entrepreneur, you're running your business and you are posting stuff on social media, you are doing a lot of stuff and people are seeing and the moment you step out, someone will give you money to run your business will be like, give me my money. Charlie, can I have my money? It, it's a form of social awkwardness. They tend to demand for for their money at every point in time and and that that put a lot of uh, stress yeah let me put that with a lot of stress on on, on the young entrepreneur so though it's good but it has its own disadvantages then the third item i want to talk about is the government grants government grants so young entrepreneurs can also tap into government grants. Grants can be an attractive source for financing because they inject capital that doesn't have to be paid back into the business. However, grants can cause businesses in other ways, whether through the time and effort it takes to win them or the conditions that grants place on the company. So grants are So grants are what we get from the government. So government uh, put out a lot of grants for young entrepreneurs to, to, to tap into it. Uh, when you come to Ghana, we have access to uh, MBSSI, National Board for Small Scale Industries, uh, Maslots. These are all organizations that give out grants. And this grant, you don't pay it back. You don't pay it back. So they guide you, they coach you, they take you through a lot of training for you to be able to uh, utilize those funds that they, they, they give you. So I recommend that young entrepreneurs should tap into government grants. They should visit MBSSI, they should register with them. And then as and when any grant opportunity comes up, 
MGSSI will share these opportunities with young people. They invite you to bring your business brand and proposals to get access to grants. Yeah. And then let's talk about loans. A loan is an amount of money borrowed for a set period within an agreed repayment schedule. The repayment amount would depend on the size and duration of the loan and the rate of interest. So another element where young people can get access to funds is to go to the bank for a loan. And mostly I advise that young people should only go for a loan when they want to expand their idea or their business. They want to expand their idea or their business. There are different types of bank loans. We have the working capital loan for short notice or emergency situation. We have the fixed asset loans for buying assets where the asset itself is a collateral. So you can go for loans to buy an asset. Uh, factory loans, loans based on money owed to your business by customers. High purchase loans, long-term purchase of assets such as vehicles or machinery. So there are different types of loans. So you go to the bank according to your need. So if you want to buy a machinery, you go to the bank with the purpose of securing a loan to buy that machinery. Yeah, so one thing young people should know that whenever they are going to the bank for loan, they should be very, very specific. And loans come with, uh, they are always straight and legal. Loans are not feasible. You could have trouble making monthly payments. You may lose your business assets. So there are a lot of disadvantages. And the advantages is that the loan is not repayment on demand. So available for the term of the loan. Fixed interest in most cases. It follows an agreed document. So now let's talk about another element. That's the angel investors or business angels or what we call the venture capital funding or seed funding. An angel investor is an affluent, wealthy or rich individual who provides capital for a business startup, usually in exchange for ownership, equity. Angel investors usually give support to startups at the initial moment and when most investors are not prepared to back up. Yeah, so angel investors are someone who has the money and he sees your ideas to be viable and he wants to help you, he wants to support you to run that idea. So mostly they give you money, they help with coaching, they guide you so that you are able to develop that idea into, into, into a robust brand. And what most of them do is that they always want to have a share in the business. So I'm giving you the money to run the business, but at the end of the day, you have to give me some percentage ownership in the business. And for others too, they will support you, they will guide you, but in the long run, they are looking for their profits, they are looking for income. So you need to also know about this. And there are lots of angel investors around. Uh, we have we have people who are ready to give out money. And one thing we do is we develop uh, business plans and proposal for young professionals. And we help them with their grant applications. 
to be able to secure funds to run their business. Yes. So in summary, in summary, I talk about personal savings. I talk about friends and family, what I call the love money, banks and non-banks institutions, angel uh, investors. You can also look at credit unions and associations, uh, mass lots, microfinance and small loan center, MBSSI, now Ghana Enterprise Agents. And then you can also take advantage of angel investors and venture capital in the system. So yeah, Patrick, uh, these are some avenues that young people can tap into to access funds for their business. Awesome, awesome. So I get the impression that those that you have listed can be recategorized into three major ones. That is the equity, the loan, or the debt, the debt, and then sure. grant. So equity, debt, funding, sure. and then grant. And I want us to talk a bit about equity. And anytime we hear equity, um, the word control comes in. Sure. So this is where... Um, investors are giving a percentage a part a share of the business to 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 control so i would like to find out what does it mean for investors to get let's say 10 percent 20 percent 30 percent share in someone's business okay what does it mean okay thank you very much so when we talk about equity or getting a share in a company so after the company has grown to a certain level. Uh, the company will make profits. And at the end of the year, the company needs to do their financial statements, need to know how much they were able to uh, make in terms of profits. And when sharing the profits, the venture capitalists, the one who invested into the business at the initial stage, if you give the person 10%, he will get 10% on the profit that the company was able to make. And when the company is sharing its assets, he also gets 10% on the assets of the company. So he becomes a part owner, whether you are sharing profit you are sharing assets or you are sharing liabilities, he gets 10% of that. Mm. Okay, I see. I see. So with this, with this that you have you have stated, um, you know, investors have the goal of the return on their investment, what they get in return for what they have invested. Sure. And so some, 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 sometimes when they give you the money, they expect you to start making profit as soon as possible, you know, in order for them to enjoy the fruit of their labor. And it's, you know, on the reality on the ground is you can start a business with money and within a year, you're still not, you're still not making money as an entrepreneur. Yeah. How do we deal with those pressures from investors and what's the way forward? Um, What's your take on that? Okay, so thank you very much. Uh, when we started, I, I spoke about what you need to go through to be able to develop a business plan. So it's all about your business plan. So once you have a solid business plan, you can tell your 
investor that this is where I am going and this is how long it will take me to start making profit. So it's all about the execution plan. Uh, a vision without action is their dream. And action without vision is just a nightmare. So you might have a great vision, but if you don't implement it, if you don't put the right actions, you will not materialize or realize that dream, that vision. And second, you might be putting in the work, but if you don't know where you are going, you won't end up well. So it's all about the execution plan. You need to plan your business very well. Know how much it will take you for you to start making profits. Be prepared. Determine your uh, get specific with how funding will drive growth. You need to get specific. So when you are talking to an investor, the person knows that oh, it will take this business two to three years before they can start making profits. So once you start doing this, you take the pressure off you and you operate at your maximum uh, output level. Once you know that next month, my investor is coming for money, it pressurizes you and you are not able to put your, your, your potential to a good use. You are not able to think well you are not able to take the right decisions. But once you know that, yes, I'm talking to my investor, he knows that the business is running for two years, and after two years, we will start making profit. Then here, you will last and take the right decisions for the business. So Patrick, it's, it's, it's all about the execution plan. How well you are able to put your business plan together. How well you are able to do your financial projections and and helping your investor to understand where the business is going. Absolutely. You you have been advocating for financial literacy as for for for, for as long as I can remember. And well I want I would like to find out what, why you think financial literacy is important and why we need to take it seriously as young people and entrepreneurs. Okay, thank you very much. Financial literacy is really an important element in our life and in our business. If you want your business to grow, you need to be very critical about the financial decisions you take for your business. And you want to achieve your life goals, you need to be critical about your personal financial decisions. So yes, everything we do, everything we do, uh, there is an element of finances involved. So if you're able to take the right financial decisions, it helps us achieve our personal and business goals. So this is this is this is the reason why I think financial literacy is an important element that we shouldn't leave it to chance. You can't leave what is important in your day-to-day living to chance. Because every single day 
you engage in a transaction that demands money. So I always say that we live in an economic planet. The moment you wake up from bed, so the time you go back to bed, you engage in a financial transaction. This is the reason why you must take the concept of financial literacy very, very serious. Yes, because we engage in, in, in an economic transaction every single day in our life. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So then, how how then can one infuse financial literacy in in in, in their lifestyle? Where, what, what, how can we be deliberate to 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 improve upon our financial literacy skill? Okay, as an individual. Okay, so uh, let me share this brief concept on how to be financially aware and financially literate. Uh, first of all, you need to know your paperwork. You need to keep record of all your financial documents. And two, you need to know your net worth. How much you are own. How much you own and how much you owe your asset and your liabilities. Things that takes money from you as your daily transactions. You need to also be very critical about that. Then you need to also think about planning for financial independence and retirement. Planning for financial independence and retirement. Then you need to also look at investments, uh, tax planning, insurance, estate planning. So these are the elements you should be you should be critical about it because it covers every area of your life. Cover every area of your life, and you know that. Wow. Yes. So, this, this, these are the principles that will put you in checks. You know that someday I have to, I'll get sick, so I need insurance. I'll go on retirement. I need retirement plan. Uh, I want to buy a car, so I need to plan for my major expenditure. So, this, this, these are the elements. Wow. Uh, it's, it's a whole concept that uh, we cannot finish it. Now, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quite it's quite a lot. There's quite a lot. In it. it seems to me we all need a financial coach, you know, to engage the service of a financial coach, like what you are doing. Uh, or apart from that, is there any anywhere else we can get information on some of these? Okay, things? so for now, uh, on our website, um, so my NGO, a Center for Financial Literacy Education. Uh, when you go on our website, mm. we have. A place that we keep a lot of these documents. Uh, so go to our website and look for resources. There are a lot of financial information that you can get, and it's, it's, it is going to help you. www.cfle.org. Yeah, when you go there, you get a lot of information wow. there. And then on Facebook, social media, wow. just search Peter Kujia Asari uh, You can even Google my name, and there are a lot of financial information that will come with my name. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So yes, so as we wrap up, you'd um we'll take your final words for our audience. As we wrap up, what will be your final words for our cherished audience? All right, thank you very much for having me. And uh, my final words to the audience is that uh, financial literacy 
it's, it's, it's really critical and important now. Uh, looking at COVID-19, what uh, has taught us, we have realized that we need to be critical about our financial decisions. And for young entrepreneurs, financial literacy is even more critical because if you want to move your business up there, if you want to scale your business, then you need to be mindful of your financial decisions. So taking financial literacy seriously will help a personal in uh, our personal finance and our business finance. And I leave this with your audience, what I call the AC money principle. I believe each and everyone should be earning money at every point in time because no one becomes rich or wealthy without consistently increasing his or her income. And two, we should be saving money at every point in time. So once you earn the money, you should save the money. And then the final part is we should invest our money. So you save, you earn, you, earn, you save, and you invest the money. Amazing. So we would stand on these money principles to bring the curtains down for this episode. I have personally picked up some nuggets to be applied in my personal lives, and I hope you have done so too. It has been a fruitful conversation with Peter Kuju Asari Nyako, the financial literacy advocate and educator. I want to thank my production team, headed by Daniel Yakubu, for making this recording happen. A very big special thank you to the founder of Code 57, Pastor David Ni Ajaye, and to our team leader, Jerry Biscoff, and to all that who are supporting us cash and kind our sponsors and our supporters especially to our graphic designer who designs the promotional flyers for us loop so check them up on social media and engage their, their service thank you very much and see you in the next episode bye